swag And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style. Now, unless you have been living under a rock for the past few weeks, I'm pretty sure most people listening to this are aware of the whole Will and Jada Smith entanglement uh, situation that happened a few weeks ago by the time of this recording. During an episode of the Red Table Talk, they discussed Jada's infidelity uh, to Will, and it, the video itself revealed a whole lot about their relationship. But more importantly, it was a showcase in how men deal with their emotions or are allowed to deal with them, particularly in public. Throughout the video, you can see how Will was doing his best to be very stoic, very strong during the conversation. But you could visibly see his hurt and pain poked through many times throughout the conversation. The whole situation birthed a million memes of Will crying. Then I saw a comment that stated this. The fact that Will Smith crying turned into a meme is proof how much men's mental health is a joke to the world. And I totally agree with that statement. Men have systematically been taught that besides being happy or loving, particularly in the eros, romantic, sexual way of love, only anger is okay to be displayed. And anger is okay, not that, oh, I want to go break something, but being angry because being angry has been kind of correlated with being strong, with strength. Yes, we live in a world where society is trying to root out toxic masculinity, but displaying anger can be seen as a show of strength. And strength is the very thing, or one of the very things, that many women find attractive and desirable in a man. Women are taught, or I should say I've heard women say forever, that they don't want a weak man. They want a man that's strong. That's strong, that can do this, that can do that, that can hold me down, yada, yada, yada. Well, part of that holding them down is also an emotional holding them down. So I ask the question, what about the other pantheon of emotions that reside within a man? You know, we are not just happy or angry or romantic, sexual, lustful. We are are not just those things, those things that are acceptable uh, for us to display. What about the rest of them? Well, we don't show them because we're often chastised when we reveal our hurt and pain. I've talked to many of my friends over the years and even personally had similar experiences where we have been vulnerable to people, particularly people we have loved or love. And those individuals tend to look at us in different lights, lesser lights as being men when these revelations or feelings have been shared also many times those revelations feelings emotions other than and have been used as weapons against us in situations so when you go through things like that men oftentimes as a result bottle it up and keep on moving because we've clearly learned no one wants to hear how we feel no one wants to hear about a man's pain whether it's true or not in your instance that is the general perception and through my experience and many other men's experience that I've talked to that's their experience as well but therein lies the problem and I will give you an example of just how not being able to have a place or outlet to deal with that grief can really affect you so back in 2004 2004 was a very beginning of a very rough time 
personally and somewhat professionally in my life. My great-grandfather passed away. We'd, part of my, a big part of my life was his care over the past 10 years before that. Uh, he, his health slowly and then rapidly started to decline between 03 and 04 when he ultimately passed away in 04. During that time as well, I also was dealing with the breakup of a long-term relationship or the crumbling of a long-term relationship that ultimately ended. This is someone who I proposed to and thought I was going to marry. And also, professionally speaking, with school, there were very there were a lot of varying issues with school that, frankly, I thought I would have to leave and I wouldn't have been able to finish my master's degree. And all those things started to happen at the same time. So it was a, a lot to, to deal with. And I personally had to bury it all and I had to suck it up. I had to be strong. I had to be strong for uh, my family, my mom, my sister, because... My grandfather died. I couldn't be be there, you know, losing it with everything going on when they needed me. And that's one of the things. Men are oftentimes have to be the strength for the women in their lives, whether it's a, a wife, a girlfriend, mother, sister, whomever, because that's our role. Because if you lose it, they're going to lose it even worse. So you have to project an air of strength and confidence and be stoic while still understanding and being compassionate for their feelings, yet holding and bearing your own. And then even at that point in time in my life, considering that relationship was crumbling, that individual was not someone who really allowed me to express myself to them. I'll put it that way. So I dealt with all of that, and because of that, I had to deal with a lot of those things internally and I internalized a lot of those things which ultimately manifested themselves physically and I really had to take it took me about two years to really come through a majority of that now there were still residual effects of that time in my life that emotions that that grief those things I never dealt with even in that the crumbling of that relationship it took me years to deal with personally but I wish I would have had a safe place to talk, to communicate. One of the things that we as men need is a, a safe place is to talk to other men about these things. Because one of the things I realize when I do talk to men, other men don't look down on you for sharing your emotions. Other men don't look down on you for saying, I hurt. I am in pain. I've never had that happen in my life when I've been able to communicate those things to friends, to people I consider brothers. Um, even just general conversation with men, men understand what other men go through and do not look down upon you, in my experience, because of that. So I say to you, we as men cannot bottle up our emotions anymore, but we have to find a safe place to talk. And that's why I say that don't be afraid of counseling. It is not a bad thing, and men need to realize this. But even now, more than ever, with the added pressures of COVID-19 with the added pressures of, frankly, I'm sure many of the men listening to this conversation, you are responsible for other people, both big and small. And having that sort of pressure and responsibility aids in, hey, I need to make sure this person's okay. I need to make sure that's the person's okay. But you need to stop and make sure that you are okay. And that is the biggest takeaway that I want. And that is one of the things that I have slowly learned and I'm not all the way there yet in my years of existence on this earth is if I'm not okay no one else that I'm taking care of no one else that I'm looking out for 
can be truly okay because you have to take care of yourself first. So I think men really need to understand that self-care should be a high priority on their list and to find safe places because frankly, the one thing that Will and Jada showed us is that men cannot express themselves, cannot express their pain, express their hurt openly and fairly about being looked upon as being weak or being ridiculed. So I implore you, find your safe space. Call up your buddy you haven't talked to in a while and talk to him. Call up your dad. Go online and find a counselor, a therapist. There are a lot of services that have popped up over the past couple of, really, it seems like months, but years that are online. Check your medical insurance to see if they offer that as part of your insurance package if you have insurance. But I implore you, find some place to express yourself freely and safely because if you don't, it will eat at you and eat at you and it will come out in ways both physically and emotionally that you will never expect. So with that, I'm going to take a break. You're next going to hear a word from our sponsor, Anchor, and then I'll be back with our fragrance of the week. And we are back from the break. One of the things that I love about fragrances is that they are so subjective. One fragrance smells good on me, it may not smell good on another person, and vice versa. And also, people's noses are attracted to different scents. And that is one of the, the biggest takeaways I have learned from my fragrance journey over the past couple of years. But also one of the things I've learned as well is that sometimes a fragrance does not smell the same way the first time as it does the third or fourth time. So your impressions may be different. Either you like it better when you wear it the third or fourth time or you like it worse the third or fourth time. And I have had that happen to me on several occasions. And one of the fragrances that I've had that happen to me recently with is Piazzare by Maison and Darius. Now, if you've listened to my house review of that uh, of that house a couple of uh, weeks, probably months ago by now, I spoke very highly of all the fragrances. But at that time, Velour was the one that really stood out to me, really captivated me, and really, well, it's one I had to purchase right then and there because it was definitely me. Since then, I've also fell in love with Fiore. And that was again one of those ones where I sprayed the sample on again two or three times and it really clicked with me more so than it did the first time I wore it. And I ultimately ended up purchasing a bottle of that as well. Recently this week, at the time of this recording, I uh, wore two more of uh, the fragrances from that house that I hadn't worn in a while, just testing them out the samples, trying to keep a theme for my frag rotation for this week. And one of those fragrances was uh, PSRA. And let me tell you, I think that my initial impression of it was I thought it was more unisex. I have to say, no, I think it skews a bit more masculine um, after wearing it again. This is probably my third time wearing it. I really like it a whole much, a whole lot more than I did the previous times. And let me get to the notes and I'll give you two my full impressions. The notes are amber, oud, green tea, and rose. Right there is that simple. You really get the masculine notes from the oud. 
the amber as well gives you a bit of a sweetness and a, a sensuality. I always think, uh, I feel like amber, caramel, even though those aren't related, but I, I get a lot of sensualness and reaction um, from the opposite sex when I have those sort of notes in a fragrance. Uh, and it was true with this one as well. Got reactions, uh, asked what are you wearing, it smells good with this fragrance. But also that green tea note really adds a freshness. And green tea is a note I wasn't familiar with in a fragrance that I owned until I got the I and I from Kimberly New York. So with this one and then the one from this one from my son the Darius, I really appreciate the freshness of the green tea. Green tea, you would think it smells in your head and think you're like, why would I want to smell like green tea? But in the combination with the oud and the rose, you get the, the sweet kind of sultriness, sensuality of the amber. You get the masculinity of that oud. You get that freshness of the green tea. And then you get the rose. And, and the rose, I've, I'm coming around to rose scents. I've always seen rose as being a bit feminine at floralness and rose can be quite overpowering and I think that's what it was in a lot of the fragrances I've smelled before we've had with a rose notes. I always felt the rose was overpowering everything else and with that it came off as much more of a feminine scent. This rose really, I don't smell the rose until after everything dissipates. After the amber, the oud, the green tea and really that base of that rose and that green tea I really like the, the fresh floralness that that mixture really gives you. Again, at least on my skin. It may do differently for your skin as well. And just with all of the uh, Maison de Darius Essence, I literally get 12 hours of uh, duration plus on this. They just they, they stay on your skin. The projection may not be, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight hours. But by the time I got the reaction on that, I had worn the fragrance about a good five or six hours and I was a good foot or two away from this individual when I got that question about what you were wearing. So just to tell you how powerful and potent that the fragrances from this house are. So again, I highly recommend it. Uh, PSRA by Maison de Darius. It's um, it's a nice summer scent as well. I really feel like of the scents that they have in the house, I feel like uh, PSRA and Fiore are really good summer scents. They really work well in the heat, in my opinion. Uh, so I, I think if you're looking for a niche uh, house to pick up right now, before while well, if you're able to go out during the summer, uh, either one of those two are, are really great with that. And again, I want to thank you for taking your time out, your 15, 20, 30 minutes or so uh, with listening to this podcast. I hope that it was somewhat insightful. And considering today's topic, I hope that if you are looking for a safe space or trying to find a safe space, uh, that you're able to find it to express yourself. As far as men, we, we need that. And it's it seems like it's right there at our fingertips, but is increasingly difficult to find. So I hope that this podcast is beneficial for those who need it and uh, insightful for those who probably don't need that sort of uh, direction in their lives. Well, again, this has been another episode of the Sartorial and Geek podcast by Webster Style, where, again, we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter um, at Webster Style. Also, you can find us on Instagram at Sartorial and Geek. Email us any of your questions, info, comments, 
at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Visit the website, WebsterStyle.com or SotoyoAndGeek.com, where we have over 11-plus years of content for you to explore and to read. Again, thank you for joining us. Until next time, stay safe and stay blessed. Styling, take it off, clothes on the floor, piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong. <laughs>